0: Hello, everybody, um, and welcome to another episode of If You're Happy and You Know It, with me, Miles Chapman, Ricky Grover, Sam Underwood, and we have a guest with us today, uh, a very special guest. Um, He's a good friend of Sam's, actually. It's uh, Dr. Ben Perry, um, and he's uh, come on the show to ask lots of questions. I think we've been uh, sent some questions. Now, Ben, I want to get this right, is an NIHR doctor research fellow and an NHS psychiatrist, so he's proper hello yeah, yeah. hello thanks for coming on ben <laughs> thanks ben um, cheers mate well, this That's is the first time with. we've actually had someone on that actually knows what they're talking about as opposed <laughs> <Yeah>. to the <laughs> shit that we come <laughs> with. <laughs> so uh, it's quite good and i think you've got some some questions from people which we will come to you later on mm-hmm. um but first question i was going to ask you ben uh how, how long have you been a psychiatrist and what made you go into this field what was your what let your... Ben settle down a little bit. Well, now I just a good question. No, don't just what put do it I... straight what on him. would you ask him? What's we'll your favourite let... fucking colour or something? No, like no
1: let him just chill out, relax. He's come from a long way. You've... How long did it take you to get here, Ben?
2: Not that long, actually. Forty- no? Five, 45 minutes. Oh, the readers are enthralled. The listeners are enthralled. They can't be enough. 45 minutes. Oh, so i carry on with the questions. <laughs> there was a bit of traffic as well. There
0: was bit... oh, oh, that's been oh, a bit of now traffic. Now we get. getting excited. Now we getting excited. Yeah, so what made you go into that field was there like an epiphany moment or was it something you drifted into or was it something from a young age you want to do or
2: yeah so do you know what I um from a young, young age I wanted to be a doctor um I never really knew what kind of doctor I wanted to be until I went to med school and then I sort of worked out that I wanted to be I wanted to go somewhere where I could kind of feel I was the most useful and then I thought okay well who do i think perhaps might need the help the most and i thought about people with mental disorders mental illness and gen- genuinely i think that um people with mental illness gen- it's better now but but still the kind of it's not looked the same i mean if you have a, a problem with your lungs or if you break your leg you know that's that's one thing but then if you have a problem with your 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 mental health i think people can kind of look down on you and the help isn't really there and You know, I wanted to be a doctor to help people and I thought, well, people with mental health problems need the most help. So, Ben, here's a question. Go
1: on. One want to ask you, do you
2: suffer from it yourself? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a good question. And I think um, probably for a large amount of last year, um, I felt quite low. Um, There were a lot of things going on um, with me at the time that I think, you know, one stressful thing would probably have been enough. But when there's like 10 of them all going on at once... Um, but I think the problem when you're low, it's, it's easy to kind of lose insight into how low you are and you kind of, kind of go into yourself a bit. You don't really notice it's and perhaps it's other people that notice. And it's only now I'm kind of out the other side that I can look back, look back on that. Do you know actually what? I was I'm right so there.
1: pleased to hear that. Sorry, I cut across you. I'm so pleased to hear that you do know what it's like. Yeah. Because there's so many people I've seen along the way who haven't got the first idea of what it's like to suffer from it. And I, I, I'm sad that you have suffered from it, but I'm glad that you understand it. Because how can you help people with this problem unless you understand a bit of it? And I know everyone's, you know, mental health problems are different. It's like a fingerprint. I think, yeah. You know, there isn't, there, I, I don't think you would get, get a lot of similarities, but you never get it the same. So to say you've suffered
2: from it is really good. And did you suffer
1: from it before you were dealing with people with it? or?
2: No, no. I think part of being a doctor, especially a psychiatrist, but I think a doctor in general is the ability to um, try and put yourself in someone's shoes and try and empathise. But I do agree that it's actually very difficult to completely understand unless you've suffered from, from yeah. it yourself. I think one insight I got out of that actually is um, I always thought you know i'm trained as a psychiatrist qualified as a psychiatrist i always thought i would be able to you know i, I don't I, it, I think one thing beforehand was how i thought how do people not under not see that how unwell they are mm. and then i'm trained as a psychiatrist and i didn't even recognize it you in myself didn't know. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> um, would you say working with people who's, who, who's
1: got it would you say that's what rubbed off on you and, and gave you it or do you think it's just something
2: that would have happened anyway no 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 i don't think it's anything to do i mean the the job is stressful um emotionally stressful um and i think a, anyone that works in uh, mental health services needs to n- know where to put that anxiety but i don't think that's what brought mine on at all no
0: i think it's interesting you say about people not aware that they're ill and i when i have my breakdown i know when you have been ill sometimes it creeps up on you and it's very mm. very slow hmm um, and the disintegration is, is quite slow, and it's only when you reach sort of a, a critical point you realise something's really, really wrong. Mm. Um, and I think that's the same for a lot of people that have those conditions, that they just gradually get worse and don't realise how bad it is until they get to a point where things just upend themselves and their life falls apart. You know.
2: Well, yeah, and I think, I think actually for a lot of people even then they wouldn't even notice and it's actually it takes loved ones or family members or, or friends yeah. to actually pick up the signs and to actually say come on you need to come and get help i think that yeah. that has offered that's the, the common thing that i see yeah and thank practice. god we're
0: in we're lightened times now where, where people are prepared to accept help and not only that the help is so much more finesse than it used to be i think mean, 25 30 years ago uh, things were a lot more certainly Pharmaceuticals, I think, were a lot more barbaric and mm. weren't so finesse. But also, um, the help that's available now, the different therapies, um, is so much, so much more understood. And all those sort of variants of mental illness is so much more that's understood about them. They're not clumped into large groups. There's so many variants, isn't there? Well, I still give myself
1: electric shock treatment. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself, you plug yourself into the mains.
0: Don't you? I just put me hand in a bath. <laughs> <while> I'm <laughs> out with a toaster. Um,
1: is there? <sighs> Can you cure someone? Do you... Is your aim, if I came to you and in trouble, is your aim to cure me or to help me live with it?
2: Um, I think it's about um, reaching a point where your function, so how you are in... with other people, with your work, is back to the level it was beforehand. I don't think there is a cure. Um, If we're talking about depression... Um, some people will have one depressive episode and never have another one. Some people will have one and then at some point will have another. Um, so a lot of when you have recovered, it's about kind of mm. learning your own warning signs, mm. um, learning kind of your what happens with you when what the first signs that you're getting unwell and knowing then what to do. And with the insight of having had one depressive episode, it can sometimes be a bit easier. Mm. Mm. Yeah.
1: Are you are you an happy go lucky sorry, I'll put you right under the spot. It's normally <laughs> you asking the question, isn't it? It's normally me asking the question. I'm not
2: used to this. Ask us normally... a question.
1: Let's turn it spin it on its head. Ask us a question. Is that all right? Yeah, go that on Stay Yeah, go. Steam go on. In. Okay.
2: yeah um, so one thing I'm interested about is um, why you guys decided to start this podcast in the first place.
0: Um, well, we've known how long we known each other now? Probably about four or five years. I try that. and forget most of the no, time, oh, mate. No. I'm not interested.
1: <laughs> go on. Yeah,
0: uh, and we sort of discovered that the three of us all suffered with depression and anxiety in various different degrees. And we talk about it openly. Um, and we talk about it down the pub and blah, blah, blah. And it was really helpful. We'd make light of it and have a bit of fun with it. And we thought, well, rather than just talking to each other and let it drift into the ether, why don't we actually capture it and record it? And that would be, A, helpful for us, but hopefully really helpful for other people as well. Mm. Because as far as we were aware, that all, all, all the stuff about depression and anxiety was was very serious and, and rightly so it's a very serious condition but um we felt that if we sort of uh were a bit more self-effacing about it and treating mm. it in a lighter way it would lose its power and that's hopefully what we've managed to achieve um i certainly you know if you before when i had it i i would never sort of laugh about it so much because it was just so suffocating but now if you treat it with a lighter touch, it seems to, like I say, lose its power and sort of drift away quicker. So I think that's excellent. Yeah, yeah that's and really I think mean... you know, and it is. It is. I say, it is a, a depression, anxiety is a liar. It's not you. It's something mm. that's momentarily there and will go um, if you treat it in the right way. I,
1: I wasn't down the pub by the way. He's got a problem with booze, but we won't go into that. <laughs> we won't you, go you into were down, that now. You were down, Greg. You, you <laughs> know, cream <Grim> slice. <Slay. laughs> Your face <laughs> yeah i probably was actually we all got our own sort of devices how we cope with it but i just think what we done well originally we was writing something that's how we got this we was, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. We was writing something my daughter said oh why don't you do a podcast about it because it was to do with it was to do with this subject mm. um and we all got together and it was really you know it was really nice and because you know sam being younger than us although I don't, we don't really think of age when we sit around this table because we've all got this thing in common it was just it was just nice to have that you know sort of fresh voice and you've got a couple of mid, middle-aged kids who have got it and it can hit anyone at any time mm-hmm. and it's about us sort of learning to live with it and our other ways cope with it I suppose being a comedian and stuff like that is to laugh at it yeah you know and and so sometimes not, on, not only does it not only does it help but there is nowhere else to go mm. When things are so bad and so shit, where else can you go? You either, you know, you are, it's, you bail out or, or have a laugh about it, you know. And, and that and I suppose that's that's what we do. What? Let's have a little word from Sam. You
3: ain't spoke much yet. Well, yeah, I mean, I just I'm here to push the buttons, really.
1: Yeah, well, no, we'll push the buttons on this then. <laughs> <laughs> so you so, so yeah no because you know i know i have to worm it out of you sometimes but i i like to hear i like to hear what you've got to say why why do why do
3: you think we do it i think it's important like mm. i think I, I think especially um men talking about it mm. definitely like you know relinquishing some of that stigma attached to it mm. um i know i've got uh, plenty of people who uh in my life who um probably have some kind of Mental health problem, but they are just too. Mm. I don't know. Maybe use, not use this word, but proud to to kind of yeah either get help or even admit to themselves that they're feeling that bad. And I think the more that we can, you know, raise awareness about that, I think that's yeah, that's only a good thing. I think that's,
0: that's, that's, that's really, really that yeah. that's, really, that's uh, <coughs> still that slight stigma about yeah. people being embarrassed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. say I've got a problem with depression. And that's what and I liked I about
1: Ben admit, yeah. admitting it because you know yeah. what. You might have thought, hold on a minute, you know, I'm, I'm a psychiatrist, I can't start saying I've, I've got an all, because how can I... So? But you, you, listen, you know and I know, in the real world, go around a decorator's house, and, it, you know, it's, it's not decorated. <laughs> it's anyways, you know, <laughs> yeah. someone's an hairdresser, there is all over the shop. It's not, sometimes the very thing, it doesn't mean you're, you know, because you you do that, you've got to have your, your own house in order, and it's very hard. I lost, I lost a good mate of mine who became a top therapist he ended up topping himself. And I believe what it was is where he was trying to, he was trying to help everyone. He was taking on board. It's very hard, I would imagine, yeah. for you to work with people. All of a sudden, you know, you start to be, this person who you comes and sees you on a regular basis opens up and if you like that person, that person becomes a friend and they're, and they're suicidal all the time or they're really low and, they, and you can't see a way through it, that's got to have an effect on you, Ben, is not it? It's got to
2: i think it's uh, it, i think it's very difficult to um uh, to, to especially when you get to know and you see someone again and again and again regularly yeah and and you you see them perhaps going downhill or not getting better it is difficult not to take that on board um especially within the constraints of how the you know the funding for for mental health services Has in this country considerably, it, yeah. yeah it's um i mean yeah that that's kind of a, a melting pot at the moment. I think there's there's lots of things contributing to the problems with mental health funding, um, but it doesn't help, and it's very difficult to um, to kind of not take that home with you. I mm. agree. Mm. It's difficult. It's very difficult. So,
0: yeah.
3: what, what, what do you do day to day, and what's the, what's the difference between a psychiatrist and a psychologist? Because yeah. a lot of people don't quite understand the d- difference. It took me ages to work I thought out. Thought it was that. the same. <laughs> what is it? No, same? Is it different? Just different.
2: different Yeah, that's it.
1: Can't spell, but I
2: can't spell either. (laughs) That just shrink. That's one similarity. (laughs) Go on, in mate. Uh, Yeah, so um, it's probably the question I get asked the most, actually. Mm. Um, So so even from family members, um, even my wife. um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So a a psychiatrist is a medical doctor, whereas a psychologist isn't a medical doctor. A psychiatrist um, kind of is there to diagnose a mental illness. And to perhaps prescribe medications mm-hmm. and things like that, um, a psychologist will work in tandem with often with a with a psychiatrist, and will employ more of the type like of talking therapies oh, to C- try C- and C- yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing, yeah. Um, or, or yeah, or more kind of. Um, in-depth psychological, like psychodynamic, which is the one that kind of goes back to your childhood and stuff yeah. like that. So that's what a psychologist does. They generally work very well with psychiatrists, especially to treat something agree, like I'm depression. Lost. <laughs> I'm completely. I can't work.
1: I can't work because I'm right r- r- dyslexic. Like yeah, it all sounds the same. I know <laughs> yeah. it sounds really no, no, weird. No, no, no. I totally get what work. you're saying.
0: So yeah. it's basically, it's you, all right. you we'll explain it later. Bit. Bit. It's like, you, you wouldn't sit down and talk it. people through their problems. What you would see, you would you would talk to them, then work out from what they're telling you what they're what they're what they're suffering from is it bipolar is it anxiety depression yeah you would then recommend some meds and you would probably also recommend a psychologist if they needed one exactly yeah yeah Yeah.
2: and with depression and anxiety a psychologist is normally always helpful
0: yeah Mm. that well for me that was through cbt and everything else that was immensely helpful
3: yeah one of the main differences is that you did seven years of medical training as well as like all the other stuff on top
2: of before you is that before you even made it as a so I did yes. Yeah, so it was uh, five years at med school, and I did an extra year to do a degree in neuroscience, and then sure, um, five years. Um, so well, I've I've been practicing now for seven years. Um, I'm currently wow. not in practice. I'm doing a, I'm out of practice wow. at the moment. To and how old are you? Quite
1: young, aren't you? How old are you? Thirty-one. Yeah, thirty-one. 31. So, so yeah, like your baby to me. But it's, it's funny. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it in a disrespectful way. But you go. I walk in. You know, if if I came into you. And I started opening up about my past and all that. And I'd be, I'd be worried, can this geyser, you know, can this yeah. young fellas help sort me out? Do you ever have someone come in to your, obviously you're never going to name no one, it's not about that. But if you, you ever had someone come in and thought, hold on, this is a raving lunatic. I can't do nothing with him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> be truthful. Be truthful. Um, just once and he sat right in front of me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Ah. No, so, there, yeah. there's always there's always a way i mean yeah there, there, there can be a time especially um, where, when you work in an inpatient unit when you see people th- well, th- these are people with really severe um, mental illness yeah um, and such that they need treatment in a facility mm. so um perhaps they're unsafe to be in the community right. for that time so i think at the time when people come in in that state um, it can seem like how can we help this person, and it yeah. does take some mm. time to get to know someone for them to get to it's know up there, you. When you
0: start drifting down that sort of psychotic room, that can that that can be led by anxiety, and depression. Yes, you're it can. Yeah, completely implode, can't you? Yeah. Just, your brain just can't cope with anything.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: it must be so difficult to try and deal with people like that and try and make them understand when they're just not in that point. Where is it? Do, is it, do you really struggle to get? To talk to people like that or try and help them when they're so bad—is it?
2: Yeah, I mean, in in the the, the severest forms of depression, yeah. you can get um, psychotic symptoms. So people can start to have th- um, strange thoughts that they were that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Strange beliefs—they might become paranoid to tr- about trusting other people. Yeah. Might even start hearing voices. Mm-hmm. Um, in the most severe forms of depression, and and when someone is is then thrust into a strange environment in a hospital. It can be really difficult to get people on side to trust you, um, to take a tablet, to go along to um, to meetings with the um, the staff on the ward and things like that. It can be really difficult, and it does yeah. take time. So I um, guess if they're already paranoid,
3: that's just going to compound it, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've, I've had a couple
1: of my mates um, kill himself in prison, and one of the real, the things that that kept coming up with them was that they the paranoia. Mm. ...thinking everyone was sort of grassing them up. Everyone was like watching them all the time. And I suppose because it was in that environment. Yeah, I mean, and so you're sitting here very sort of... I used to really have barriers with this... ...but I haven't got no barriers at the moment. Not Or, or now. Is that you're sitting there from a very different place where I'm from. I'm from a real yeah. sort of rough background. And I feel like this guy's here, he's had a posh turnout... He's had a good upbringing, and I don't just think that. How do you break them barriers down? If someone comes to you and they're total, totally opposite to me and you, mm. is are there barriers? Do you do you feel that? If someone comes in and goes, "Oh hi Ben, listen, <laughs> I, I'm very uncomfortable with the way I'm feeling," them. Up. or if someone comes, "Look mate, you know, my me, me, me granddad used to interfere with me. Mm. I ended up going out and doing armed robberies." I ended up gouging a geezer's eye. I I got a ten stretch, but it was all right. You know, if if someone starts talking like that to you, do you feel you've got the tools to sort someone out like that?
2: There are always barriers. Depending, it doesn't matter where someone comes from. There's always going to be barriers, but it's um, the art is. There's always some. There's always a way to bridge those barriers. There's always something in common, and then the barriers dissipate and then they disappear, and then it becomes much easier to. To, um, to talk to each
1: other. And not only that, sometimes people who talk like you have been through more than someone who talks like me. <laughs> if, you know, so I do know that. It's not mm. always, you know, it's, you always, I, I, I don't think there is such a thing. I don't know if you agree with me with this, but I don't think there is such a thing as a functional family because we all talk about dysfunctional families. I think every family I've ever seen been dysfunctional we'd all love it to be that little house on the prairie family but behind closed doors the one on who looked from the outside like they've got it all together
2: they're the worst ones you i know? think uh, yeah i mean i think obviously there are degrees um but i think there's no yeah i agree with you there's no such thing as a perfect family there's just such thing as how honest people are about mm. the difficulties that they're suffering from and i think lots of people even though um society is much more accepting of um things you know the not the prim proper perfect family
0: Sorry, no, go on. Keep going. as I was just about to, yeah. No, yeah. I was going to just I just wanted to rewind just very slightly because I just wanted to pick up a point. earlier You were saying about whether you're posh or whether you're from your area. Yeah. And do you? F- I always think to myself that mental health is a great leveler because it, yeah. it, it it it's not to do with class. It's not to do with colour. It's not to do with sex. Uh, sex. Um. Uh. uh Stop talking sex. sex. What I'm talking about um, filth. Uh, yeah. gender. gender. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um. It's kind of. If you're depressed, you're depressed, and I yeah. think that's that's the thing. That's the leveler, isn't it? Good point. But, yeah. Very good point. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of mm. I just need some help. It doesn't matter what the reasons are for you getting into this place. Mm. There could be infinite number yeah. of reasons, but the way you're feeling and you're feeling are probably quite similar. And, absolutely, you know, yeah. I can help you. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it must it must be it must be. Is it really rewarding as well when you see? People that have come to you on their knees and then six months later they're sort of... They're almost back to how they were. It must be really rewarding for you.
2: Uh, It can be a long process, but yeah, Yeah. when you do start to make progress and um, it can take a long time before that first progress is made. But when you start seeing progress and you see people back up on their feet and you see people reintegrating with their families and with their friends and with the activities that you know their old passions that they used to love that they just weren't doing anymore you see them start doing those things again and kind of getting back into their normal life that's there's nothing there's nothing better that's why i do what i do
0: but well, isn't that a lovely thing and that's that's giving something back isn't it is that one of the reasons you because you you know i think it's, it's what you do anything in this uh, medical industry is vocational isn't it it's absolutely absolutely yeah because the amount of work you need to do to actually get that position is just unfathomable oh, Can
1: you stop grovelling? Sorry, <laughs> what he does, he's got a new thing, like he's trying to network with everyone. <laughs> <laughs> His career's not working. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. And, and he keeps networking around people, he's trying to get into the medical game now, yeah, he, uh, he ain't
0: going to happen. Medical guy. I want to be a nurse. I've always <laughs> no, but I just, you know, it's a vocational job and the, the amount of work to, to, to put in, uh, to me is unfathomable, I just couldn't do it, it's amazing. Um, and oh, so my daughter's calling me. One second,
1: I'm so sorry. Oh, what are you talking about? How can you take calls?
0: Hello? Oh, oh. no. <laughs> oh, you're outside waiting to come
1: in. Okay, bye. Oh, oh no. It's ruined. That's right. Let's well, wrap it up. It. Let's wrap it <laughs> up. <laughs> no,
0: <I'm joking. laughs> well,
1: so, here's a, here's a thing, Ben. Am I right in saying that you can prescribe me something? Uh, that you would be one pres- of the things. Yeah, that's, that's one, one of the things, things we, we might consider. Yeah. Consider. So, if I came to you, would you say, would you say oh, you know? I need to see you a minimum so many times. This is this is, you know. Do you lay it out, or do you just sort of see how it goes, a, a session at a time?
2: Um, so, uh, if if someone comes to see me as a new new patient, generally yeah. I'd spend a, a good hour or two getting to know them, complete understanding okay. the story. So not only the current, um, maybe episode or predicament but also all the things that might have led up to it yeah um going back right through family history um general functioning work friends um other medical history other stuff like you spend ages going over everything and then you kind of i'd have a think about okay this is the best route forward based on the severity of symptoms and everything else and then if i was go if 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 the symptoms were severe enough and i did think about a tablet then I'd probably want to see someone again within a couple of weeks just to make sure there wasn't side effects and stuff like that. Mm. But then it's about um, keeping regular contact and making yeah. sure that if an appointment wasn't going to be for a month or two, that the person knows who they can go to if they need to be seen more quickly. He's good. I like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because very I'll very tell strange. you Told what, you. I've,
1: I've been in trouble. I've been in trouble with sometimes. I've gone and seen a therapist and it's made me worse Yeah, than when I started. And, the, and that, when you lose trust, is one of the worst things, but I, I like the way that you sort of spend time on that first session, going through stuff, because there's so much to say, getting yeah. to know someone and getting to know. Is there? Are you working with a style? You know, like you hear this sort of, psycho synthesis all that nonsense. So, what? So, what's your style? <laughs> An LP? I'd, t- I'd say laid
2: back. <laughs> what What, what, what would you work with Freud? Who, 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 who's <laughs> he's on my mate? Yeah, he's, he's my mate. mate. <laughs> he's my mate. No, I, don't, um, I think I think he, he, we don't we don't really actually. Is it no. a psychi- I think that might be more of a psychologist. Type okay, thing. psychiatrist. You kind listen of listen to um, him. You're ignoring him. Don't <laughs> he told you that? All right. <laughs> I think uh, I think I suppose I think my style is. Um, Working out who's in front of me and trying to match, right. trying to get on a level with whoever I'm with, so that they can open up to me. That's what do only, you
1: use though? Um, when I say style is the wrong word. So what what methods do you use? Is there is there like um, you know like Gestalt therapy and all them sort of different things? Is it a little mixture of everything, or or, or have you got a, a a trait that you you know a vein of are you, Style, sorry, you I'll like just, to... just
0: jump in. Have you got like, sorry, I was just gonna yeah. say, have you got like keywords or phrases that you know help people to open up? Um, if you feel that's what you
2: need to ask i uh, uh, sorry, mate. I think, I think, um, I think <laughs> one, one important thing is if you, if I say, um, how are you feeling? Why do you feel like that? You, it can often feel, um, like accusatory, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like an interrogation. Yeah, um, and just by saying something, well, like, like, it's wrong for you to feel like that. Yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> e- even by something as simple as saying, "I wonder why you think you might be feeling that way," something like that, even it, yeah. just, it just takes the accusatory, yeah. interrogatory. Yeah, lovely nature and they're it. in a probably very
0: fragile and emotional state so they'll read anything into anything the slightest thing you know they'll
2: probably yeah make them, I could, think, yeah something like that can help and i think really it's just about giving someone time to talk because i think one thing um that we do have in psychiatry that perhaps other specialties don't have especially gps because most people will go and see the gp first mm-hmm. gps only have 10 minutes whereas whereas I might have an hour or two hours to see someone. So I have the time just to ask a question and let it sit and let someone take the time to answer. How much
1: a pop? uh, (laughs) Huh? How much a pop? How much a pop? How much a pop? We'll talk about that after. (laughs) Uh, uh, If I come and see you, how much is it? It's free. It's It's free. NHS. NHS. NHS NHS is free. Free at the point of use. And I'm, pry, I'm letting you go in. home. <laughs> <laughs> Time to the bench. Um, You're not going home to I'm happy. <laughs>
3: um, so in terms of, some, if, if someone was listening to this thinking, oh, I, I feel like I want to get help, what is the best kind of route to getting themselves in front of someone like you? Yeah.
2: Um, the, so the, the normal route is to go and see the GP mm. first. Um if you feel that you can wait that long. So um, then the re- you would go and tell the GP, the GP might try to help, um, but if they felt that, they, that that you might need more support, then they might make a referral to someone like me, mm-hmm. and then you'd wait for an appointment. But obviously, some people can have a crisis that might creep up on them or might suddenly happen where they don't feel that they can wait that long. Uh-huh. In which case, um, either phone 111 or go just take yourself to a and then you will see someone like me much quicker. Right, essentially.
0: Uh, cool. so what is what's the average wait time for referral? Is is there like I suppose it depends on what your postcode is, but I mean, yeah, from where you a, are, do you know roughly what that is?
3: Uh,
2: where I am, no, but um, it does vary a lot. Um, I won't name the trust, but there was. So here is interesting. So the, the average length of a depressive episode, if you do nothing, it's about six months. Um, one Whoa. trust, one Shh. trust that I worked in before. Um, the the time bet- between GP referral to me sitting down with them was about seven months, so mm-hmm. so by the time oh, I'd so sit complete, down with, com- yeah, just waste with the people they're yeah. like you know well, three months ago I was in the worst place ever I really needed your help but I'm better now that's yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. just ridiculous yeah.
1: Yeah, what is just, all it is? It, it's just it's ridiculous with the funding, and and it's everywhere, isn't it? At the moment, mental health is like massive all over the telly. So it's obvious it's it's one of our biggest problems. So you'd, you'd think
2: there'd be be everything behind it. Uh, I went.
1: I went to. Sorry, you was going to ask that.
2: I think um, it's interesting to think about it because. Um, so if you go, if you have a chest infection. Yeah. Um, if you're coughing up loads of stuff, you'll go yeah. to your GP, you do a blood test and you'll have a chest x-ray, two objective tests that will tell someone if you've got this infection or not, yes or no, infection mm. or no infection. With mental illness, there are no blood tests, there's no scans. Yeah. So it's actually quite subjective and the diagnostic criteria that we have, as good as it is, it's still quite subjective. So that means that it's very difficult. So. Uh, I suppose what I'm trying to say is where do you draw the line between clinical depression and normal human unhappiness? Because Uh. lots and lots of people, for lots and lots of reasons, have crap lives now, Mm. Um, very difficult lives. Mm. Where do you draw the line between normal human unhappiness and clinical depression? Now, I'm not saying that people with unhappiness don't deserve help. Everywhere, everyone that's struggling deserves help but the yeah. NHS is not set up at the moment currently to deal with everyone it's 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 just about just about funded to deal with the most severe yeah. end yeah. of the spectrum Absolutely. not everyone else and whilst it's amazing and it is amazing that people will talk about mental health much more than they used to because it's so much open and people are so more open with it, um, the referr- the number of referrals to mental health services is just skyrocketed. Yeah, um, and I imagine you're overwhelmed. It is overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, the
1: problem with that is that <clears throat> what it does it forces people to cheat. Because recently, my mum's been really my mum suffered from it all her life, and she was going to a doctor, to, you know, to see if she could get some help. You know, they do these um, these mindfulness groups and stuff mm. like that. And I said to my mum, turn the gas up when you go. Meaning, don't go in and say, I, I, I don't feel all that. Mm. Go and say, you know, I don't want to be here anymore or something like that. Mm. I said, you know, so you otherwise I said, you're going to go to the back of the queue. But actually, my mum said, when I said it to her, she went, well, actually, I do feel like that. Yeah. You know, so she it sort of came out, it came out. But what he does, he does, what you're going to do, you're going to get a lot of people, who, the types of people who don't want to re- reveal everything because they've got this old-fashioned way where they think they've got to sort of keep it all under wraps and they're going to go, yeah, I'm all right, you know. I remember my nan used to go to the doctors and say, how are you? And she was the one who's come <laughs> there like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And yeah. there, the doctor was sitting there right confused. So there's a lot of people who don't want to... Don't want to reveal itself, and then there's other people who's going to make out they're really ill, and so not every, not all the time these people, unless they're assessed properly, yeah, the, not every not the right people are going to get to the right place. But you said, you said there where, what is the marker? Yeah, do you know what I think the marker is? Suffering it from yourself is that very thing I said earlier on, not wanting to be here anymore, mm. because I think when you get to that stage. Lovely to see you. You've got to move your car. Your move your pa- car. you You completely.
0: Are you able to wait 10 minutes?
1: No, she's not. No. Can no. I move the car? You can't
0: talk to me like that. Well, <laughs> he's, he's completely ah, you know.
1: disorganised. like <sighs> Times Square in here today. <laughs> Can you wait 10 minutes? <laughs> what was I saying? Well, where did I get up to?
0: That was interesting.
1: We've had to replace the batteries. Do you remember what I was saying? Yeah. No. It was not
3: about, no, it was, it was it about sure the, the line so between depression and uh like clinical depression and yeah. actually well that's a point like in your opinion what's the what's the line
2: um so we have um we have diagnostic criteria that are set decided by kind of experts across the world loads mm-hmm. loads of experts get together and they decide kind of where the threshold should be um in in the UK, that's the World Health Organization, um, okay. and they have something called the ICD, International Classification of Disease, is the long name. Um, so depression, you kind of then you group your symptoms. So the three core symptoms are um, feeling low, um, loss, lack of energy, and loss of interest in the things that you used to enjoy. To have depression, you need two out of those three. So you can actually have depression without feeling low. If if with if you have the other two plus and then there are lots of other symptoms things like change in appetite, um, um, uh, changing um, your relationships with other people, changing sleep patterns, th- and then there's a list and it's like a tick off list. Mm. And then based on like how many of those symptoms you meet, how many ticks you get, we can classify based upon mild, moderate, or severe depression. Um, the important thing is that own antidepressants will only work on people with severe depression so um l- some gps that that perhaps don't have as as long to kind of get to the oh, bottom that's of interesting oh that's really interesting so so lots of people that will take antidepressants probably won't benefit from them
0: so yeah so we're, we're talking i mean i'm on an ssri i'm on citalopram you're on sertraline, aren't you? They're, mm. they're, they're both different, but they're both effectively SSRIs, aren't yes, they? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Because um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know whether mine. I suspect mine was probably moderate to bad. Um, it yeah. certainly hampered my life a lot. But I'm on a really low dose, twenty.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Mill, which is the lowest um, dose. I think you can. What's it called? Lowest um, therapy. Therapeutic dose. dose yeah. Thank you. Um, and it has made a difference but mm. i'm thinking has it made a difference because actually that depressive episode is long gone and i probably wouldn't need them anyway i don't know It's just i'm still continuing to take them and they were incredibly helpful at the time
2: well if they help if they've helped if they've been helpful for you then that's then that's Great. That's the main. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah. Isn't it? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Because I know you. Because Ricky, you you've sort of been on and off with meds, haven't you? Yeah. I'm and you really struggled around them. I, you? I, I
1: took to telepram.
0: What he and I wanted to do myself <laughs> immediately. Well, it is it because I know when I first took it because the symptoms were, like, I was bad anyway.
1: Uh, I had a week and and phoning round saying like uh, what because I knew everyone. I thought everyone. I find out all me mates who have took it before. <laughs> How did you feel? And a lot of them said the same. In the first week or so, they felt terrible. So did get, I. Just get over. Oh. Just get over that. Get over that. I, but I, I, I just couldn't even get over that. Oops. You know. And I've done the. I've done the. A uh, few different types of drugs. And you I've did. also had that. The last lot of therapy I had, I got sent by my doctor to have some cognitive therapy. And it was someone who was. They put me with someone who was training, and I thought, I'll oh, leave off. Oh, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to frighten yeah. the life out of this young girl. You know what I mean? She's. She's not going to be able to deal with someone with like me and all the mm. stuff. And she was really good. I'll tell you why. Because it was all by the book. The only thing I struggled with is all them little questions you just said. Because you give me forms at the end to tick and cross off, you know, are are you losing your appetite and all mm. that, which obviously I wasn't but it was like it takes a lot for you to lose your appetite but by the time i time i've read the forms and filled the forms in i had done half my session so it was like I, in the end i used to just say you know like when you get L forms i used to say, just tick everything's all right and i'll sign it because <laughs> i just it was it was too much of the session being spent on that what do you think of stuff been like like nlp Neuro linguistic programming because I know earlier on you spoke about you had to be careful with your language which mm. is obviously linguistic because it, it can that can even incite something like an interrogation rather than trying to help someone. Mm. So what do you think of? Do you, do you know
2: much about that? No, you don't. Do <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
0: no. Are they two completely no. different things? They just they're, they're, there's no commonality at all. Um, I, th-
2: I mean, I think I think they they very well might be. Um, I, I think I think um I, th- I think a-, a good psychiatrist so I mean I wouldn't call myself a good psychiatrist yet and I think it g- kind of um it, it builds a bit, a, a, a bit on what you were saying earlier. What, it, what are you doing here then? <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? You I mean? You're a pony
1: one, are well, you? Fucking <laughs> we... <laughs> slipped through the net. The pony one. We had, you was late as well.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, go on. Sorry, mate.
2: I think, because um, I, 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 but I suppose everyone feels they're bullshitting a bit, don't they? Yeah, the we rare, all feel like just, we're yeah. a fraud. But, of but we I think a good psychiatrist will have life experience. And I think um, that's why, cons- you know, consultants, the, the best consultants will have lived through lots. Now, I'm I'm not there yet. I will mm. be there. At some yeah. point. But I gr- I do agree yeah. with you that I th- you know I think if I was if I was sat in front of someone that I th- that perhaps I thought was relatively inexperienced, would I, How much would I want to open up? Mm. Um, I suppose it's um, and I think along with the experience comes kind of how you um, go about your own practice because I think mm. in many in many medical specialties. You have a set n- number of questions, which you ask in a set yeah. way. Do you have this pain? Do you have that pain? Do yeah. you have this, 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 this? Chick, chick, tick, tick, tick. There you go. This is your diagnosis. Mm. Whereas psychiatry, I learned this when I was training, actually, because you spend a lot of time with lots and lots of different consultants. Mm. And the variety in um, kind of how th- the mannerisms and the presentation style and the questioning style of different specialists that you're with it's so varied and um, you some of them you, you can learn actually that was such a good way of asking that question mm. like I, I wouldn't have thought of that that was such a good way of, and and look how this person's opened up and you can learn a lot from that and then you see some also some some psychiatrists i've worked with before no, naming no names you think that was terrible. You've just lost the rapport with this person by asking that. But yeah. but you can you can learn just as much from that because you because you just. Well, I would definitely. I would never do that. Yeah. Never yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Definitely. I think, Absolutely. I think you from that you kind of develop your own style. I think. Do you, Do you think things have changed
0: in in the way that psychiatrists approach patients generally in the last thirty years? I know you weren't around doing this thirty years ago, um, but I it was one. Exactly, yeah. but do, 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 do you know what I mean? Like it, it, in terms of the way that mental illness is seen. I'm going to chin you in a minute. Shut! Will you? Oh f- my god! Shut up! Is, Go it, is it more of a, you know, it's encouraged more of a level of warmth and, and sympathy, or even empathy, from you know, to rather than just being a very cold, factual. Well, this is what we need to do. Blah blah blah. Have, have things changed? Do you think? Uh, yes, they have. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, yeah, I mean, since I've been practicing, it's been um, fairly, I'd say, nice um yeah. in for want of a better word but uh, yeah i mean you read textbooks from the past and it was all very um cold and harsh yeah. and um yeah i mean it's, it's not so much like that now yeah
0: obviously naming no names and you know uh, it's uh, confidential and all that but um have you had anyone uh, take their own lives on your watch in other words you've, you've had someone you know you say you, you've had a period of six seven weeks you're talking to them you say well, i'll see you next week has anything like that happened
2: um f- fortunately in that in that res- in that that respect, no. Um, although uh, when I was working on an inpatients unit uh, a couple of years back, uh, I was working a night shift um, on a set of five night shifts, I think it was the second one, and uh I had a bleep go off, beep, 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 at like five in the morning, um, announcing that we had to go to this specific ward, and you know it's a medical emergency then. Um, and when I got to the ward, it was a um, relatively young um lady had uh, taken an overdose on the ward and um obviously then we had to try and perform cpr to try and save her um that went on for well it actually it felt like an age i don't know how long it was actually it felt it felt like hours um it probably wasn't uh it, that yeah that was unsuccessful uh, and that's something that, that that's actually really stuck with me since I she survived I, then no she didn't oh, oh no. that's so sad oh God, yeah that's ha- oh. that's so sad no, it's really. It, and, that, and
1: how does that affect you? I mean, how does did, did, do you need counselling after that? After going through something like that?
2: Well, we got nothing. <laughs> it was really? it, Yeah, it was it was um, it was it was poor actually. Um, hmm. We were just expected back in shift at nine pm the next evening. So um, that's it, not fair, it, is it? It, it took know. me. It took me a while to process it. Mm, um, yeah, I bet. Just because the 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 patient involved had been on the ward for a while, and you look around the room as I was performing CPR, and there's kind of pictures up on the wall from daughters and stuff oh. like that it was yeah it was when um that's powerful that it was yeah it was yeah when you hear
1: it like that you know i'm always sort of joking about it, messing about but when you hear something like that that's the real deal <laughs> i mean that that you can't get any up closer to it than that and, yeah. and so when you go through something like that you get no help
2: i didn't i wouldn't say that was the same uh everywhere yeah. i think there are lots of places that that are very supportive yeah. Um yeah uh, it, i i didn't but i don't think no. that's reflective mm-hmm. of everywhere
1: you just back on your shift yes yeah, back on the shift yeah basically
0: I, yeah, so i was going to ask you sorry i was just going to ask you a question i realize that you know you have been working in the nhs instead of um and obviously i don't want you to be a whistleblower like that's not your position to do that but do you feel sometimes that the amount of hours you expect to the work can feel overwhelming at times um I,
2: uh, in, in psychiatry it's uh, i would say the the emotional stress is what gets to you rather than the number of hours. I think there are other specialties... Perhaps um, in which people are asked to work more hours. Uh, my wife works in A&E and she's on you know 70, eighty hours a week. <gasps> really? Well, she's a nurse, yeah. Seventy Doctor, to what? eighty Doctor.
0: hours a week. Yeah. So yeah. it can it can my be. My goodness it, me, that's it can be.
2: Yeah. Sard craft. So, yeah, Whoa. That's physi- yeah. The, the physic that's physically exhausted. Whereas I think we yeah. it's different for us because what we have is um, the hours are long. Don't get me wrong. But it's emotionally exhausting. Yeah, I can can imagine.
1: So have you chosen to go the NHS route for morals, principles and all that? Or is your... Is the bigger picture... 400 quid an hour up
2: in Arley street no no in no i just yeah i i would uh, so i think yeah there are there are lots of um consultants in any specialty actually, yeah. not necessarily psychiatry mm. that w- when you become say an, e- an actual expert in your field um yeah. some people will spend less time in the nhs and then go and do some private work my passion is in research um we in my opinion we there's a lot that we don't don't know about mental illness Mm. there's a lot that we don't know about how to treat it um, and how to help people help essentially help the next generation so they don't suffer like our generation is suffering yeah um i think that's the case so much more so for psychiatry than it is for for other specialties surgery um, Mm. heart disease lung Mm. disease um don't get me wrong
1: listen you you've studied a big part of your life you're in your early 30s and you've you know a big part of your life has been studying and you, and you deserve to earn a few quid out of it of course you do but what I'm saying is so even if you went and like some people do a couple of days a week up there go and get a big bundle of money which thing but you're at the moment your thing is to be at grassroots, national health. So you f- you must feel good about yourself, like because you you could do what I said, couldn't you? You could slip up Harley Street and get four hundred quid an hour. Um, if a big fat guy's a bully, and said he's going <laughs> to take two hundred quid a it <laughs> an hour, it could happen. You could manage it. You, could, yeah? you could, can you see where we're going, Ben? <laughs> no.
2: see where we're going. <laughs> you,
1: no sorry go on I, sorry. I,
2: I, my, my ideal job role in 10-15 years time is to spend half of my week um, seeing patients and um, keeping in touch with why I do what I do and then the rest of the week trying to research the causes and the causes and um, reasons why people get mental illness such that we can reduce the impact they have on people's lives in the future Good man, I'm going to give you a round of applause. And also, that. the Very impact
0: good. on the NHS and the impact on, because if you can cut it off a source, as a quicker way to deal with it and not let it get worse, and obviously there's less of a strain on the NHS dealing with it. I mean, you were saying earlier on about, how, well, the leaps and bounds that we've made in surgery is just unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it feels We like haven't really mentioned. made those in psychiatry. No, actually. not at all. So, be, not at all. Um, and I think that's incredibly admirable. So, I mean, there was an article I was reading saying said that we know more about space than we do about our own brains, which yeah. is. <laughs> it's ridiculous isn't it it's true it's, though. It, it, but it's there's true so though. much of
2: our brain that we just don't understand as yeah. to why certain things happen and yeah um it wasn't it actually exists. that it wasn't all that long ago that um there was a philosopher descartes descartes who said that um you have a mind and you have a brain never the two shall meet essentially mm-hmm. and i think that's been challenged a lot more now people yeah. are starting to understand that actually if you have a mental illness that is there might be something going on with your body and with your brain, and actually all these things are connected. But that's actually relatively new—that mm. um, that type of thinking. Um, yeah. yeah, So Very Ben,
1: I, I recently had a, a DNA test thing done. Gospel truth, and my, my wife and daughter thinks this is hysterical, but I think it's out of order. It showed I'm in the top—I think half a percent in the world—that I'm really, really high at Neanderthal. Okay. Right. <laughs> now I know you'd like that. I know you'd like. I wasn't gonna declare. I wasn't gonna declare it because I am never living ah. right? stand. And Maria and Lauren just they just love it. Because every argument I'm having indoors is just calling me a Neanderthal. They think it's lucky that I'm standing up straight. <laughs> do you think do you, ah. you think like people's education and, and does that does that affect? Would that affect someone's mental state? Uh,
2: so it's, a, it's an interesting question. So essentially what... I sp- to frame that question in another way is it's the link between what is the genetic causes of, say, mental illness and what are the like environmental causes of a mental illness. Mm. Um, there's no gene for depression. Um, there's some... A very recent study on a massive sample of people actually you know, when you send off for those genetic tests, sometimes yes. you can tick a box to say you're happy for your um, anonymized data to be used for research purposes. Yes. People can use that data, and actually they have. I think the most recent estimate on about 800,000 people says yeah. there are about 100 risk genetic variants yeah. that might lead someone to be more at risk of depression. But there's not one. And in terms of the genetics, it's probably more likely that... Um, if, like you have a threshold genetic risk threshold and the number of each person has a different number of those risk variants and if you have say over the threshold number then you might be more at risk of depression yeah. but even then genetics probably aren't the f- full story and no. there's lots and lots of research to show that um perhaps your environment in early life is, is really really important there's a, a guy called David Barker um he's an old epidemiologist um he said there was kind of a critical period of development. Um development of the brain, development of kind of your relationships with other people and everything like that. And what's any that the ED
1: EDN, what's that? Like a carpenter or something. What is epidemiologist. it? Epidemiologist. Sorry. So an, an on, epidemiologist mate? is a stu-
2: yeah. he's uh, an epidemiologist will study a uh, popul- kind of whole population. Oh, I uh, see and look at uh, risks of illnesses and yeah, things like yeah. that across whole populations.
1: Because the DNA test did come back with all things you're likely to, to suffer from, like illnesses yeah. and, you know, different parts. And a lot of it was sort of quite spot on, you know. So I Being suppose there thick. is a part of it. The... Yeah, and, you know, listen. So someone who's academically thick, like I am, someone who's no good at the reading and writing, I'm streetwise, but I am I'm quite thick and I hold my hands up to that. That has had a massive effect on me. Massive, and, I'm, and I can laugh about it now, and you know, and but, but years ago, you know, when I, I you know, if someone asked me something, I'd go, I'd go mad, I'd react to it in a mm-hmm. way just because I was so frightened. Yeah. I didn't know how to deal with it, and I would imagine that's all part of depression because you feel less than. And we spoke earlier on, you, and, you, and you mentioned it yourself, and it's a, we feel like it's part of all of us that feels that, that we're a bit of a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> in, in whatever we do yeah. and that we're, we're going to get found out and they're the real deal I'm not really I'm just bluffing my way through and and all that insecurity and that internal dialogue we've all got it you would have mm. had it driving here today I hope I can do it alright I, I don't come across as a dick da 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 all of that I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this all I'm well, just no, I, mean, I, I think don't know when, where yeah, I'm I going I think
0: with. it's it's sort <laughs> of that self-flagellation it's that those levels of low self-esteem that we give ourselves that turn into mm. self-loathing and self-hate yeah. and they create depression mm. and that's just our thoughts it's not coming from an outside source it's coming from within isn't it yeah uh, that like from your example you you would just, you just saw that that you're a less than person because mm. you couldn't do certain things but that's that's not looking at a person holistically that's looking at one specific bit that you were brilliant at academia it doesn't mean to say you're stupid far from it you're one of the brightest people i know but, it, but it's just one <laughs> but that's the way you you well, it's
1: the way about. you know, and and I've learned I've had to do loads of self help stuff along the way. You know, I've done it all Anthony Robbins, car Tolley. I've I've been involved in all of them. And one of the big things I learned is you are not your faults; they're mm-hmm. only faults, and to separate yourself from them and and observe them and don't mm-hmm. judge them, because if you judge them, you get you you fall back into the circle uh, of um, you know arguing against yourself, and 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 the internal dialogue starts again. But even, what do you think about all these um, life coaches? and? Hey, I'm Andy Robbins. What do you think of all that guy?
2: Uh, I think they're... they're um, uh, well, I mean, I, I think the message of them, I think if the, if it can be helpful for people, I think they're, they can be helpful for perhaps the less severe end of the spectrum of, mm. say, mental illness. They can help yeah. people just to manage day-to-day yeah. stress. But... I think, um, I'm, I'm not sure how helpful they'll be for someone that's kind of in a fit of depression. Yeah. Because um, I think the last thing you want to hear when you're depressed is um just just get up. Be positive. And and yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that,
1: Give that, yourself that, a shake, basically. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. In a shower. And that's the
0: last, you got no energy at all. And yeah. you've got no energy. I remember when I had it really, really bad I and mean, you yeah. felt the same, you know... Uh, the thought of getting a towel out of the air and coming for a shower is like climbing Everest, let alone yeah. doing anything oh, I've else. I've never done do you know that I mean? soapy. I was straight in the shower, me. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Just everything yeah, feels like a gargantuan challenge and task. It's you know, just it's like it's Horrible. Um. So we're gonna because we have to move the, this. I could talk I, to you I, all day yeah, long. Yeah. No. It's but you know what?
1: I quite like this. Is a long one. I don't care where we split into, but I think it's worth being a long one because we've actually got someone on the show who knows what they're talking. That's what about. I said. Yeah. Rather than yeah. rambling on. Yeah.
0: So so you know this is. This so is you I, I thanks so say, much for coming in. Brilliant. Man. So uh, we've got some questions. Would you say that your hope? So you know, you say 15-20 years time, this is where I'd like to be. You know, sort of half half the time actually helping people, half time doing research. Would you Are you hopeful that in 15, 20 years' time things will have moved on quite significantly? Yes, the, the, signs, yeah. are the, That's the great. signs
2: are there. Um, the signs are there. The methods that we can use for research are getting better and better with bigger and bigger samples um, that we're starting to understand. So if we're talking about depression, there's kind of a growing understanding that depression probably isn't one single beast. There's probably lots and lots of different forms yeah. of depression and while they're all together and we're trying to find out what, try and treat it as one thing, we'll never get anywhere. But no. when you can kind of separate it into its subtypes, that's when yeah. we we'll start to make progress. progress. Yeah, um, And there are lots of and there are interesting clinical trials ongoing now where mm. they've maybe worked out um, that, one form of depression might be more associated with like inflammatory processes in the body. So, if you use like an anti inflammatory treatment for that, so a treatment that, uh, yeah, you, would, you know, Ivo, even this. something like aspirin, not not aspirin, but you know, like a, yeah. an, just a, a, a standard
1: Ibuprofen, Ivo- 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 yeah, but that type of thing that yeah. that
2: might be helpful for, say, a very specific type of depression. But I you, know a
1: young fellow treated himself with that and also hallucinogenic stuff
0: and all, yeah, and he, and he, and he, he was. Do
1: well, there's trials for that one going yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're they're very, yeah. very
0: uh, yeah. low doses. of low doses, all, yeah. all the magic, well, the, the the stuff that comes with magic mushrooms, there is but a... Obviously, the active the ingredient is. you've yep. got to be yeah, careful, yeah,
1: really super careful with that stuff. But there is definitely, yeah, it's definitely needs um, exploring, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Go on, Sam. Uh, Sam, yeah. we, we've got a load of questions for you, haven't we? Have we? From people. Well, we can't do loads.
1: We'll have to get. We'll have to get Ben back in again. By the way, Ben, I haven't told Miles yet, but if you just invoice him for all this at the end, (laughs) (laughs) because I know this is a lot of your time. And and look, Ben does a lot for the NHS, but this is eight hundred quid an
3: hour. I know. If (laughs)
0: if you're happy to pay a cleaner, (laughs) you can pay Ben. You can
3: pay Ben. Go on, mate. Go on. Um, This is from Sarah Graham Art on uh, Instagram she's asking do you think labels help or hinder a patient Uh, and I think she means sort of diagnosis labels in general um at first my bipolar label really upset and affected me um and actually made her worse but she's okay with it now like
2: yeah it's a really interesting question actually um so I think labels but labels can be um really difficult especially at first um so i'd empathize with that completely because there's obviously lots of stigma attached to labels um and um i suppose in when if you're just given a label and you don't know much about what that label is and you only know perhaps about some of the negative things you've heard that you can kind of make things worse and you can kind of feel really hopeless um over time labels can so some things labels are really helpful for is um it can help someone to say well actually it's not me it's there's a reason why I'm like this and it's not me I'm it's, it's not me that's kind of you know things like depression bipolar sometimes when you're unwell you can be really horrible to people that that you know and you you, you can lose relationships that you've had you can lose your, your job you, you can lose everything lose the touch of your life and having a label can be helpful in that it kind of helps people to realize actually it's not me i was just unwell and this is why i was unwell yeah and also it's, it's helpful for labels are helpful for professionals because they're helpful in terms of kind of knowing what the best treatment is knowing how to research different disorders how professionals communicate with each other if i wanted to refer someone on for talking therapy having that label can be helpful in terms of conveying what i want mm. what i think would be best in terms of what the other professional might want to do
3: yeah sure and I guess kind of going back to the umbrella term of depression and there being subtypes that becomes even more important right
2: yeah so I mean the, so the subtypes thing isn't um we're not there I, t- I think we're about 10 years away from at yeah. least from that at the moment but I think um knowing that uh, so people used to talk about depression in terms of like biological depression or reactive depression It's not really talked about as much anymore. But um, whereas reactive depression would be something like um, if you've had loads of stuff going on in your life and it's just getting you down, um, you know, terrible things have happened to you and therefore you're depressed. So it's it's Mm. more about your, your external environment. Whereas a biological depression, some people might get depressed and they're living from what everyone would assume is a completely normal life and suddenly gets depressed. So the treatments for those things might well be different. Yeah. um so i suppose that in terms of a label can be helpful but i think for me i would uh, so there are debates about whether we should keep or get rid of labels um there are um actually a growing number of m- um mental health professionals actually not necessarily always psychiatrists but other mental health professionals that don't like the labels um of the mental illnesses because of perhaps the stigma attached um i think that they can be very helpful um just in terms of being able to compartmentalize the difficulties that you're facing away from you that it's not you it's it's the label yeah. that's attached yeah right yeah, can be yeah it's
0: very because obviously you know by, when someone says bipolar I've got bipolar, it immediately sounds like a negative thing you know because it's but like you say it's not you you it's a condition that you have that is eminently treatable exactly yeah exactly uh, through medication through through sort of um sort of talking therapy or whatever um but I, I'd imagine that it is helpful in terms of you helping your own lifestyle as well, you know, in terms of, well, I've got this and these are the things that have been recommended that would help my condition. Absolutely, mm, um, yeah. You know, it's like, I, I've got a friend of, I'm not going to say a friend of ours, um, whose son was diagnosed with Asperger's, but they don't say our son has Asperger's. It, 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 he's just, he just is who he is, but... They it's just say helpful. he's a
1: spiteful little bastard, that's <laughs> what they say. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, it, it's yeah.
0: useful for them in terms of knowing... Tricks and, and everything else to, to, to know well, this is why he's acting like this, and these are quick ways we can quell it and deal with it, and blah 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 blah. So that's exactly, really yeah. helpful. I mean,
2: it's useful, buzzword you know, if you, you can go online and find communities of people that also have this label, yeah. and you can kind of yeah. then talk mm. to each other. And... Uh, yeah, it's, it's so communities online, absolutely.
0: Yeah. and that's a big thing now, isn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so complex, it yeah.
1: really is. And 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 you know, just mental health, all, all these are mental health issues. You know, I'm not going to go into. We spoke about the food thing earlier on. You know, food affects everyone. Obesity. I, I see obesity is a, a, a thing of mental health. Is part of me- mental health. Uh, mental health is sort of, it's everywhere and everything, really. Yeah. And it, and it's just it's, you know it's working out what it is. All the, they're so broad. I read something about someone who was a, oh, what was it a high functioning, uh, high functioning autism. And when I read that, I thought, ah, oh, that's me. And I can read, you know, I thought, <laughs> that's me. You know, because it it, it, it was someone who's sort of in the media and in the industry and, and, and they can get by, like I sort of get by, use different things. And then... You can label yourself that, and then all of a sudden you'll read something else. You go, "That's me. This Braxic yeah. or whatever, you know." Or ADHD or whatever. You know, yeah. yeah, and you, and you can go on and on. And I think what it is, they're just names for these massive things. You've got to, f- I think you have to just find the best mechanisms and the best way through these things yeah. you can find and find out what works for you. That's why I asked you earlier on because I've done loads of that self-help stuff. And loads, you know, and, and and go, you know, gone on YouTube and listened to meditations and done in the early days, done uh, what's the, Headspace and stuff mm, like yeah. that, you know, and they're all helpful in their own way, but nothing, you
3: know, once nothing, nothing sticks.
1: No, nothing sticks. And you, what we all want, I think, with this is we want to go round, you know, some little bloke's house round the back street somewhere. Who studied in the Congo or something and go, Oh, you've got this really rare thing. I'm just gonna click this little bone in the back of your neck and you're gonna be brand new. We're looking for a fix. Quick fix. We're yeah. looking for someone to sort us out because we've got something wrong with us. But is this normal? I
0: don't know. I just, I think, I think is not... this
1: normal what we are well, is it? I, is it well, Miles, I, I, did I,
3: you we, did you find it helpful when you were labelled an idiot? Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I still do,
0: thanks. No, yeah. no what, 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 depression? Yeah. Mean? Um, well, when I, when I first got, when I first had it, I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, I felt so alone 1989. There was no internet. There was, I mean, in terms of diagnosis, things have, oh Christ, it was 31 years ago. Things have changed so much. Pills were far more barbaric than they are now. Um, they're much more finesse now. I think SSR, a, I think Prozac had just come out in 89, maybe 88, Um and uh, yeah, I, I felt very, very much alone. I didn't feel like there was anyone I could talk to. There's a community of people can talk to now. And when I when I got diagnosed with anxiety and depression, I remember being really shocked. I remember thinking, "But I'm I'm not the sort of person that was suffering depression. What? Mm-hmm. I'm not the sort of person that was suffering anxiety." But actually, mm. as soon as I found out what it was, it, I found it incredibly helpful yeah. to understand why why I'm like I am, or why why I have certain behaviours in certain situations, and certain things trigger me and that's really helpful because then i can sort of find a way to plow through and say well i don't do this so i won't react to it in this way because i know that that'll just end up me feeling like that it's just pointless
1: yeah. what i like so. about ben he's not chasing a pound note <laughs> that's what i like about <laughs> no no, ben. no, you're not. You're there. No, he's no, not and, you're and, 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 and so you genuinely feel you know i genuinely feel from you you've got the thing that you want to help people and you and you're doing it the right way like when one of the a couple of the people I listen to on, on YouTube, I listen to a geyser called Sad Guru, who's like one of these gurus, and another geyser called Muji, who's a guru, with like big dreadlocks. And I really like this Muji. And I said to my daughter, listen to this geyser, he leaves big gaps and all that. You know, that says a few words, leaves big gaps. And I've listened to a few of his meditations. meditation. She he come back to me with a smile on her face. I went, what's the matter? She went, 20 quid a month. <laughs> <laughs> muji's 20 quid a month she went i've, I've signed up she went he, he's saying one word and leaving a two-minute cat <laughs> but so what i'm saying is a lot of people are, are, are cashing in on it and doing the thing but i like i like the way you're doing um
0: doing it the right yeah, way. i think it's wonderful what we are doing i really genuine and, and working get, for, get, for the nhs as well i think is a great great thing because yeah. it's there for everyone um and doing the research as well that's fantastic because that's going to change so much isn't it oh, so, get so it a room for him. That's true yeah. i think he's doing brilliant well i think, well done, I think um, ben.
2: if there are any medical students listening to this there's always in there's always need for more um, psychiatrists and um, to pick the most fascinating um, lovely caring specialty you can imagine and you won't regret it. That's all I'm it's up for it, it, Ben.
1: I'm up for it, sir. You reckon you're not too so old <laughs> for training? I'm, I'm telling you what <laughs> I'll be around your ass you. you show me, can't you? I, I, I ain't got time I ain't got I ain't got loads of years to mess about. <laughs> why'd <Where's
0: laughs> you reckon really you're doing a psychiatrist exam? Do you know what? <laughs> Three hours in a hole. Yeah.
1: Do and me you're, a you're do stuff best- <laughs> look. Ben, do me a crash course oh God I'm going to ask Ben to do me a crash course. give him a monkey in your hand that's between us <laughs> right sort me right out i have a little room somewhere sorting people out Go on. actually right.
2: the last the last um, the last exam while you're on exams is uh, a whole day, but you're in a room with actors all day, so you, you guys probably love it. Oh. They're,
0: they're medical Ooh. actors oh nice oh, that's interesting,
2: yeah, oh, wow, so it's loads of ten minute stations, so you have ten minutes and there's kind of you read this thing and it's like could be anything. It could be from, from the scratch. So you have to try and work out what someone's got. It could oh, be like a diagnosis to, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or it could be explaining breaking bad news. Or it could be speaking to a family member or anything. But they're all oh, actors. Then oh. just so to put you'd you know, right. you would probably love that. It'd even be Amy in that, mate. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> you book, know him. What? Don't book mate, him for I'll none tell of you, that. I'd be the actor. I
1: need the
3: money at the moment. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely do it. Okay. <laughs> um, we've got a question on Twitter from Raymond. Sorry, Ray, if I butcher your second name. She, he? She, he, that's all right. That's all right. He says th- there's a, a Twitter account called Bridge MH, and he says, We've written a new mental health first aid training and awareness course challenging the one size fits all courses available. Um, and he's asking, As a psychiatrist, why is there such limit, uh, limited practical training available in the UK, and what could people do to learn to support someone?
2: Uh, yeah, good question. I mean, I think um, most areas of mental health services are suffering at the moment f- through lack of funds um, for reasons we've um, some of which we've already spoken about um there are mental health first aid courses around i agree that one size fits all isn't necessarily the best option it's probably just the cheapest um the cheapest option and that's why that's generally what goes there are things people can can kind of can do um, so i think a lot of it a, a lot of it uh, and I l- actually, I think a lot of it will just help people to become better people. Because if you can learn how to listen to people without wanting to jump in and without wanting to um, assume that you know everything about someone, if you're willing to just sit and listen, that can go a long way to help someone open up. That's, That's one thing. Mm. If you if you can know how to recognise someone's body language, so, you you know, friends and family members, if you can learn the little signs that maybe things aren't quite right, which actually can be quite difficult for someone that you've known for quite a while because it might you, you might actually notice in yourself that actually why is like because it might make you feel annoyed you might make you feel angry at the someone why is this person not doing what they used to do mm. why is this person not doing the you know the washing up they always used to do the washing up why aren't they cleaning the house like they was used to do? Dynamics. Yeah. it changes the dynamic of the relationship yeah absolutely. or why are they yeah. snapping at me they always used yeah. to be really pleasant why yeah. are they being unpleasant to me all the time yeah. and that's that's the, yeah. that's the thing hmm. i think um i think sometimes when it's conveyed in in the tv uh, mental illness is is often conveyed as something that oh you'd feel sorry for that person or you feel mm, sorry for the mm. family members, but I think in reality, actually, at the start, until you actually understand what's going on, you can actually feel animosity towards the person yeah. because then treating they're piss you, you off, yeah, yeah, absolutely, like that. and I think I like it all the time, and I think having that understanding is really difficult actually to 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 actually to look beyond your feelings of frustration and to kind of think actually why is this <laughs> happening that's actually really difficult but can be really rewarding to mm. be able to kind of learn. to. My do, wife to do got
1: that. really angry at me when I become, when I started suffering really badly from depression and getting like really upset because I think she thought she was with this strong gazer who was like funny, strong and all of a sudden I'm sitting on the seat with a like bar out crying my eyes out and she thinks like, whoa, 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 hold on a minute. But in a way, I'm going to be truthful. I sort of feel like if she, would not pandered to it, but if she would have just sort of, I did need a little hug and hope you're going to be all right. But if I'd have had too much of that, I'd have really played it up, I think. Mm. And I think that actually helped me go, that did it, you know, it's a, it's a real hard one. For someone else, it might push them over the head. They might want to, you know, might go and do themselves. But it sort of, for me, it made me sort of think, well, look, it's not. This is not going to work. All the dynamics of, of our relationship are changing. I try to sort of try to sort of pull myself together, and sometimes acting as if becomes it, doesn't it? You know, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's an old saying: acting as if. So I sort of try to act as if everything was okay, and it sort of became semi okay. But I do, I do get that when people get angry at it, because what it is, it's their fear, isn't it? They're yeah. just they're frightened of. They think, oh, what's going to, what, yeah, what's happening? Yeah, you know what is happening. I've got a friend who's a year into a breakdown, and he's not getting any better. And he's not, and 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 his his parents are old, and and I think the stress on him is too much. His wife, he looks like you know, a lot of the. How do you deal with it? It's, It's frightening. It's double frightening. What we'll have to do. Sam, I think we'll have to break this up into two this this, this. Uh, or three. Or I mean, three. I think we've been three. doing we
3: it's been a long <laughs> it's, it's been, been a it's, long way. it's, but, it's yeah. but you know what? But that's I could... good. I think we can re- I think we can do like one one at the beginning of the month, one
1: halfway through. Do you yeah. know yeah, why why not break it up? I mean, do you know what? We feel so much better, Ben. This is like a cheap way. We get a different psychiatrist in every week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we feel
1: so much better. Otherwise it's gonna cost us two hundred quid a pop.
3: <laughs>
1: go on then, go on, mate.
3: Um uh, I know. Crack on. I'm still finding this, He's still the. You're still finding the um, question. Yeah. What was I going to say? uh Yeah. I, I
0: I think you're right. I think support from people around you is 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 unbelievably important. And I imagine you've had people again confidentiality that have come in, and have, have, one of the main reasons they're struggling is they're not getting support around them, or, or they're getting people that are just not helping, making the situation worse. Because they're not understanding how they're feeling.
2: I think it, I think often mental illness can be just as difficult for family members and loved ones. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think yeah, it, that's definitely the case, especially maybe in early stages of mental illness when um, the person actually suffering from it might not know they're unwell, and it's everyone else around them that can't understand why this why this person is acting so weird. Di- so weird, yeah. So, yeah. Diff- so, so differently, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So differently, and I think yeah. That can be really, really, really tough for, for yeah. family members Look, um, with the
1: person i'm talking about who's been ill for over a year now all of a sudden his partner's got it his partner's become mm-hmm. he's now in therapy and suffering from it because you do it's like you know living with an alcoholic or living with an addict of some kind often you know people end up after going to meetings and on meetings to yeah. try to because they've suffered at the hands of someone else's illness
2: well that's true mm. and i think there is a growing understanding of that actually and there is starting to become more support available for kind of carers, carers yeah. are good. but that's not always been the case no yeah absolutely
0: yeah that's all the questions we that, oh, well, yeah, no, that's all, all right that. that's all right we don't need um, loads ben it's been incredibly entertaining enlightening and fascinating i think in equal yeah. measure it's been a, we'll i'll get you on again great. in a couple of months yeah definitely um is there anything else she wants to add? As if say, he wants to come, he might, might not, well. not
1: want to yeah. come.
2: No, do you know what? I've, um, I've really, really enjoyed it. I've never done anything like this before. And um, brilliant, you mate! Got, you guys are um, doing a cracking job. With thanks, the, mate. Well, we well, we Thank really you very it. much. I really appreciate. it. Tell that, the truth, yeah. Ben.
1: You ain't even a psychiatrist, are you? He
2: nah, <laughs> <just drag, some laughs> me He, in he does seven <laughs>
1: hours of wait. The it S was S was, garage. He was walking past. He was walking past. He looks like yeah. He looks. Right, Ben. Thanks so much. It's, Thank you, mate. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant insight into your world, and and you know, hopefully, gives us hopes. You saying things are getting better. Well, you know, let's hope they are. And uh, thanks so much for your time. And also, we, I think, we can all say this round the table: we really appreciate the way you're going about it. You're not, you know, not chasing the pound note. You're doing it the right way. We should also mention: I know no one else has said anything about, but um, Caroline Flack
0: yeah we should, yeah. We should, yeah. We should we well I, I think yeah absolutely because should. And, um, and i know that's been hot in the press and uh but yeah it's absolutely dreadful and heartbreaking that someone could arrive at that point in their life to think mm. that's the only option they had you it, it's devastating um and i'm not going to say who but i suspect there are some people out there or i would say not people there are some um let's say uh institutions that may have blood on their hands and I think the way that she was hounded and the way it was dealt with was horrendous. Um, you know, I, I'm not surprised that she felt like she did. And I'm really sad that she couldn't have got the help that she needed and felt that that couldn't happen for her. I think it's well, yeah,
1: I mean, well, it, the, I think the big thing about it all is that, you, you know, you can see someone from the outside who looks like a really strong person. Mm. And, and, and like their Teflon, like everything's just going to, you know, slide off them and, and unbreakable and all these things. Strong characters and... When you break us down, we're all basically the same. We're yeah. all vulnerable. Don't care who you are or how you are. Some of the toughest people I've known. When you, when you get underneath, you find we're, you know, we've all got a soft centre. So yeah. you know, I think the big message out there is, is what they've been saying and, and what we need to say again is
0: you know, try and be kind to each other. Yeah, uh, no, I think that's a, that's a big thing. Just be, just be kind to each right, other.
1: Right, now put yeah. the fucking kettle on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ben, where can we get you on social media if anyone wants to ask more questions?
2: Uh, yes, so always happy to answer questions. Um, I'm on, uh, I think we've only got Twitter left. Um, it's uh, at Ben underscore the psych. Cool. That's my Twitter handle. We'll put that on the, uh, the yeah, psych, yeah, yeah, won't yeah. we? Ben yeah. the
1: psych, I like yeah. that. yeah. Ah, you kept that under your hat didn't you <laughs> Ben the Sight I was with Ben the Sight the other night Murders yeah, Murders I tell you went. all went oh some Ben's pulled out of Stan you know he's <laughs> done uh, I'll, I'll, I'll teach you Ben don't worry you'll be alright mate thanks very much right. everyone see you yeah, later yeah thanks for coming bye bye,
0: bye everyone bye bye, bye. bye.